Hello everyone and welcome to Autism Stories. I'm your host Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people and others in the autism community to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. Something I've learned over the years from coaching autistic people is that when they have a better understanding of spoon theory, they're empowered to make better decisions for their lives, to spend their energy doing the things that are truly most important to them. That's why I'm excited to talk today with Nico and Janelle Harding about married life living in a spoony house. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. I've talked with uh, many guests on Autism Stories about marriage, but I've never had a couple, uh, married couple on Autism Stories before. So thank you, uh, Nico and Janelle, for joining us. You're welcome. Now, I learned through the both of you through your Instagram account, Hand in Hand Plus One. What, what can people expect from the from Hand in Hand Plus One if they visit you on Instagram? Well, if they visit us, they'll find our backstory of how we've met. They'll see our wedding video. And then also a bunch of information about being parents and our little guy. Tons of pictures of him on there as well as the struggles that I go through with my mental health issues as well as having lupus and quite a few things about him and parenthood with autism and all of those fun things. Why the name Hand in Hand Plus One? Was there any special significance in that name for the both of you? Um, it's part of our vision for our marriage. He actually created it, so I guess he could answer that question better. Well, um, we was going through a marriage counseling with our pastor, which was an interesting experience. We had, I think, about eight um, classes, but there's all on the phone. So at one point, he was like, y'all need to come up with a vision for your marriage, because if there's no vision, there's nowhere for you to go. There's nowhere. So hand in hand came about. When every time me and Janelle would agree on something, we would like high five. So then that was... <laughs> that came about is like we need to agree on a lot of things so hand in hand and then plus one is because of our baby were there any other things from marriage counseling that uh you learned from that experience i guess learning what marriage was truly about like god ordained marriage like marriage from the beginning and probably the most common question a couple probably gets asked it asked is how did you meet so I'm going to be really boring and ask the two of you kind of, where does your story begin? We met on Facebook in a Facebook group. Nothing fun or exciting. Maybe one day I'll create like an alternative story to tell people like, oh, we met skydiving or something. I don't know. <laughs> Way cooler than Facebook group. That sounds really scary to me, skydiving. I don't know why humans do those things. Yeah, I don't think either one of us would go skydiving. But yeah, it was through a Facebook group and then we started chatting through a Facebook messenger and then I guess I ended the conversation because I was going through some personal stuff myself and then we started back again and thank God <laughs> and now we're here. And how long did it take before the two of you kind of met in person? Um, a little over a month. 
Yeah, then we had our first date, and then it was a tornado warning on our first date. <laughs> yeah. And I said, we're going on this date no matter what. And it was to a poetry uh, open mic. Poetry open mic. Hey, great. I, I love open mic. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Have you ever seen the show uh, America's Got Talent? Yes, I, I love, love that show. Definitely so, awesome. Did, so, did you see the uh, the winner of this season was a uh, spoken word poet? Yes, which is interesting because generally when I watch this show, I always think the most high energy act is going to win. So I was like, oh, okay, they changed it up. Maybe because of COVID, they want it a little bit calmer. I don't know. <laughs> she used to do poetry, so that's why she's interested in poetry. Used to, I don't know. She'll pick it up again. I know the two of you on your Instagram talk some about living in a spoony house. First off, what is your definition of what a spoony house is? That's a household where multiple people have a disability or a chronic illness. And spoony is used both in like my mental health journey. Therapists use the word spoony a lot, and as well as in lupus communities, we all say the word spoony. It's basically, let's say, you start the day off with a certain number of spoons. And certain activities require half a spoon or three spoons. But you only have this set number of spoons each day. And depending on where your mental health is or where your physical health is, determines how many spoons you need per activity. So, like, where showering is one spoon or half a spoon for most people, on a bad day, that shower could be three spoons. How do you kind of determine each day where you are at with your your spoons? Because each day looks a little different. Yeah, for me, I just kind of like do a self-check-in, probably usually like around 10 a.m. Just to see how I'm feeling. Okay, haven't ate today. If I haven't ate by 10 a.m. and I haven't turned the TV on and I haven't really done much, that's when I know my spoon level is low. Because I'm not even aware that I'm like not doing things and not check back in by like one. And I'm like, did I take my medicine today? You didn't take your medicine. Okay, yeah, you're not doing too well. <laughs> and so it's just kind of being aware of how I'm feeling. For me, fatigue is a big sign. If I'm super, super fatigued, I don't have any energy, I know one of my issues are not doing good that day. I guess I'm really not aware. I'm I'm learning to be more aware of how, I guess I gauge it on how happy I am. If I'm like very super happy, then I know I'm like at 100%. If I'm not super happy when I wake up, I'm at like 50%. So it's like a battery percentage. Like if you gauge it on that, if you charge on your battery all night and don't get on it, you take it off the battery. And you full battery, but if you don't... Talking about recharging the battery, what are things that the two of you do to kind of replenish your spoons? For me, it's like eating. Not just eating junk food, but like I have to force myself to eat like a really big meal with multiple things. And that kind of like gives my body back the energy it needs. It makes me focus on something else. So, like, mindfulness is really big. <laughs> and if I have a big plate of food with, like, five different items on it, I'm more mindful as I'm eating because mm-hmm. I'm concentrating on which item I'm picking up and all of that stuff and how it taste. And that kind of centers me, those to recharge. 
Now, for me, it's taking a nap because a lot of mental issues affects my brain activity and causes me to be tired, which a lot of people don't realize that when you have a lot of mental difficulties, it makes you very tired. So if I'm extra, extra sleepy, then I know I'm not in the right mindset. Now, when I think about spoon theory, one of the things that I think about are sensory sensitivities. So I'm wondering, how does sensory processing issues affect your home? Well, with me, um, I didn't realize that until I got a kid. Like, I didn't realize that it was going to affect me. But when I'm, like, taking care of the kid and he's crying, like, for maybe 10 or so minutes because I'm trying to take care of him, that affects how I, like, it affects my own. My mental because I'm concentrating on the crying and not what I need to do to help him to stop crying. So that's one of them. The other one is touch. I have problems with uh, touching, like touching her, touching her too light, too soft, um, touching the baby too light or too soft, and then sometimes feeling the heat of the water to see if it's too hot or too cold with the milk. So those are some of them. And what are like some things that the two of you have learned to make living in a spoony house more successful or, or less overwhelming? Getting out the house. Separation. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you just need to like do your own thing, replenish yourself somewhere else and see a different scenery, get a different look outside the house and just do more of that. And self-care, like knowing what you need that day to be able to function. Well, COVID has definitely made that a little harder for for us to go out and actually do stuff. Taking our baby with us, we don't want to take our baby and expose it to anything. Um, we have developed a, a whiteboards in the house to where I can do things and remember things, to um, important info of conversations that we have. Um, a menu board, a go grocery stopping board. So those are the things that could probably help other people. You've talked a little bit about your the new addition to your your house. Your your newborn it was born in August. How has uh, life changed since uh, for the both of you since uh, welcoming a, a a newborn into your life? It's busy, constantly busy, <laughs> like. I literally am moving and doing something for the moment I get up, whether it's 5.30 or 8.30, I'm constantly in movement. And for me, I try to get up 30 minutes before the baby wakes up. So generally, I wake up between 6.30 and 7 a.m. each morning. So I can try to get some of my like hygiene stuff done before the little person is crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like constantly moving. So with that, a lot of times, she don't get up, and it doesn't happen usually. So that's when she wakes me up about, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, you need to feed the baby. But guess who's not a morning person? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Ever. If I wake up before 10 o'clock, I am not good for the day at all. Sometimes it's longer than that. But waking up early, staying up a little bit later with the baby, is like one of the biggest things. I never took care of kids before, so I had to learn how to change a diaper, feed the baby, and all of that stuff. 
but she took care of other kids' babies. So she knows the basics of baby care. And how is your baby kind of affected uh, both of your spoons? I don't really think that having the baby has affected my spoons, really. For me, it's just another part of my daily life. Like, but I'm also always multitasking and juggling a billion things. <laughs> like, I work, and I have a business, and I have a social life, and I'm in ministry training. So a baby was just like, oh, it's just another thing. <laughs> like, after the third thing on my list, it's no longer a big deal. Uh -huh. <laughs> for me, it's, it became like another I'm not going to say a chore, but for me, it came like another task that I had to do. Not saying that I have to do it, but it became something else to do on my list. It's like, oh, Lord, another thing. So it's like it became a little overwhelming for me because I don't know how to multitask. And I have very trouble multitasking and figuring out which things are more important mm -hmm. and which things could hold off until later. And you two have talked a little bit about it already, but what do you? What have you learned so far as parents? Really, just for me, it's just go with the baby's timing. Definitely, like I'm a big stickler for schedules and time points, so having the baby kind of helps with that because they're sticklers for their schedules. Like, <laughs> like so, it's just you go with the go with the flow of his timing and then. It teaches me to be a little bit more relaxed because if he doesn't go to bed till midnight, then he may start his day an hour later. Or if he goes to bed at nine and then struggles to wake up for his feeding, I know he's going to get up super early that day. Mm -hmm. So it's just like it teaches me to be more aware of what's going on so I can be ahead of the game. Um, this is teaching me to be more patient. <laughs> like kids, kids are definitely teaching you to be a little bit more patient, but it's also teaching you to move quickly because if you don't move quickly, they're going to be more angered. They're going to be more tired, irritable. <laughs> so it's exactly. teaching me balance, hmm. which is definitely a key. And how are, since your baby was born, um, how are you finding time for, for yourselves, for just the two of you? Oh, man. You had to go with the hard question. <laughs> Not really much of our own time. I'm, I'm going to take a lot of credit for that because I don't set a time for ourselves. <laughs> so I guess when the baby sleeps, we'll have, like, serious conversations. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get in serious conversation when the baby sleeps and when the baby wakes up. I can't talk and take care of the baby so the conversation will stop and then one of us will take care of the baby and then we'll continue conversation and then for me like i do like movies and stuff because for me i multitask a lot so i'm like the baby's crying he's fine he's fed he's clothed he's fine i'm gonna pop this movie on i'm gonna make <laughs> dinner <laughs> so like i try to make like really big dinners or special dinners that he really likes or order in food but again he doesn't multitask well so, like, even though I'm enjoying myself and relaxed, he usually isn't if the baby's still awake. But he's a baby, so he can wake up any time. <laughs> and with that, I got a, I got a full-time job. So it's hard to, like, focus on a baby when I come home and have, to, like, a hard day of work sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, oh, I got the baby to take care of. And then my wife, 
sometimes I gotta help her with housework. It's like, oh, it's some other stuff that I have to do. Not saying that I have to do it, but yeah, it's a little trouble. Now, Janelle, I always love talking with fellow coaches, and you have a coaching business called Grace and Compassion Life Coaching. What's the mi- the mission of your business, and how can people learn more about it? Well, I coach <laughs> women and men who are in neurodiverse relationships, and I specialize in autism and ADHD and depression. Um, I work with couples on creating a new foundation. So usually when couples come to me or the wife comes to me, they're just finding out one of those being diagnosed with one of those three things and everything's just up in the air. So what I do for them is I create a new foundation for the relationship and I start working on them learning to communicate in a new format. So I'm going to communicate however that the neurodiverse person communicates. So we're going to cater it around their communication style because we're able to more adapt more and then we're going to build from there. And I teach people how to recognize love languages outside mm-hmm. of the typical five love languages. I mean, like your inner love language, like how you are showing the care to someone without thinking. So for some people, it's vacuuming every day or cleaning the car out for someone or saying good morning every single day a certain way. That's, that's how they're expressing love to their partner. But if you don't recognize that as love, you can kind of feel lack. And so I teach people how to take a time for however many months they want to do it and really pay attention to their spouse and what ways their spouse is saying, I love you, without saying the words, I love you. It's, it's interesting you talk about love languages because me and my partner will talk about that pretty, pr- pretty frequently and how... When, we, when you kind of know that about your partner, it makes things a lot easier and to connect. Definitely, yeah. Because then you don't feel like you're lacking. You don't feel like you're missing anything. Because you're like, oh, they did this or they said this earlier. That was them saying they love me. That was them saying they miss me. That was them saying they appreciate me. Whereas it may not be those exact words, but once you know that person's inner language, you understand what they mean by their actions and their words, even if they don't say the typical wording. Now, I haven't heard before of someone focusing, coaching uh, specifically on neurodiverse couples. Why was that so important to you? For me, personally, any relationship that someone is in with me is a neurodiverse relationship because I have mental health issues. So... No matter who I'm with, it's automatically a neurodiverse relationship because they have to get to know my struggles. They have to get to know my illnesses. Maybe not by name because people forget names, but by symptoms, by triggers and all of that. And that's not something that's with every relationship. You know, that every relationship has a safety plan. Mine does. (laughs) You know, so knowing that that's a part of my daily life and then marrying someone who has autism, it added another layer to that. And I realized that there was not many therapists out there who were doing what I was doing. There wasn't anybody really focused on couples who were neurodiverse. There were therapists who would focus on those disorders or focus on helping someone who was with someone with those disorders, but never someone who helped both people. And so I decided... Well, mine I created myself. Very, very much needed. 
Definitely. Well, Nico and Janelle, I really enjoyed uh, the conversation. Uh, thanks for uh, using some of your spoons on me today. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks so much to Nico and Janelle for the conversation. To learn more about Nico and Janelle, check out the link in the podcast description of this episode. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. On the next episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with AJ Link about neurodiversity and the law. Talk to you then.